When did Ukraine become a province? Do you know, like, it's obviously we've got, you know, uh, Ontario and then Manitoba and Saskatchewan and Alberta and Ukraine and BC. Obviously, that's, I mean, everybody knows geography, right? Yukon's tucked up there. Ukraine's nice in the middle there. Um, obviously, right? No, my geography's wrong. I, maybe, but the people in the House of Commons believe that to be true. Actually, I think Ukraine's closer to Quebec. If, if Ukraine were anywhere, it's nestled on top of Quebec. I don't know, right, right close by Quebec. Um, so wild. Everybody, all of the politicians want to support Ukraine and they're incredulous. They cannot believe that the conservatives don't want to support Ukraine. Also, Pierre Polyev supports Ukraine. He says, you know, that holodomer was terrible, et cetera, et cetera. So everybody and his dog is supporting Ukraine. When do our politicians start supporting Canada? When? I don't know. <laughs> Bullying in the W, the Waterloo Catholic District School Board not surprising. These people are not dealing with it. And it's interesting. Rebel News is on, the, is on that one. So that's interesting. And Trudeau taps a new comms guy. Is there an election incoming? Who knows? There's lots to get to. <clears throat> Let's get to it. First, we have to talk about the attack on the CPC by the newly paid off media. Candace Malcolm has noticed this and she says, legacy media journos are, weighing an all, are waging an all out war against the conservative party, mocking its leaders past and present, petty name calling, partisan mudslinging and cheering on attacks. They're simultaneously playing the victim, a powerful politician picking on powerless journalists while also flexing them their might. Polyev will lose the election if he keeps disrespecting us. All the while, Trudeau just upped the ante of taxpayer money going to the media bailout fund. We're now at $750 million to newspapers and $1.2 billion annually to CBC. Now get ready for the parade of nauseating think pieces about how wrong Polyev was and how right these high-minded journos are. They're showing us their true colors. They're showing us how far they're willing to, to go to protect their man. And they're showing us how much they remain in lockstep with each other. It's okay for them to launch mean-spirited and untrue attacks on you. It's okay for them to bend and twist the truth to create a narrative that paints you in a negative light. It's not okay for you to notice and having... To, and heaven forbid to, to, to defend yourself. And here is Andrew Coyne. He says, amazing. Look at this hilarious wanted poster, poster of Andrew Scheer. Ha, 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 right? So Andrew Coyne is, uh, well, a, a liberal lapdog paid off journalist, right? And the picture is, I mean, it's kind of funny, right? It says wanted, a bit of common sense, right? And it's got Andrew Scheer. And here's from November 23rd, which is two days ago. Globe Politics says, politics briefing, Polyev sidestep question, sidesteps question of whether Sheer went too far with wanted poster. There were people yesterday saying, I can't believe how this person's getting bullied, bullied because of the wanted poster. You know what I don't see in any of the news media about it? The wanted poster, the, the so-called wanted poster. I looked for it on his um, Twitter thread. But I couldn't find it, so apologies about that. Andrew Coyne says is responding to Candace Malcolm's tweet that I just read to you, and she said he says, "When you start to believe your own propaganda, you end up sounding like a movie trailer." This is done to uh, delegitimize these complaints, to just make it make it so people don't think about these complaints and instead think that Candace Malcolm's a crackpot, right? And that's pretty interesting. It's a pretty interesting uh, strategy to just dismiss a concern, a legitimate concern. Ryan Gerritsen says, is responding to Mark Gerritsen, which is interesting, not, not related, I don't think. And um, Mark Gerritsen's going after the conservatives. He says, he's, he's responding to Doug, Dr. Doug. And Dr. Doug says, among the many unhinged aspects of this response, Polyev claims he was referring to a CTV tweet that was pulled up, put up after he made his statement in the parliament. Why is the Canadian media allowing him to get away with this nonsense? And Gerritsen says, correct. And then he says, the timing of the CTV news tweet is after Polyev 
reference them. So obviously, Polyev is lying, right? He's lying, and, and the conservatives are lying. And uh, at least the community notes can respond to Mark's post and the community notes in there. Oh, well, the community note's not there today. But there was a community note, and the community note had the timing of the tweet as well, and kind of slapping down Mark Gerritsen. So that's pretty funny. Aletha Raj is another one. And Jenny says, any wonder why the press gallery, she's responding to Jenny. And Jenny says, any wonder why the press gallery has been in full-on attack mode against Pierre Polyev since Trudeau's fall update? He's giving he's given out another thirty thousand dollars per journalist in tax-funded media bailouts. Expect them to do whatever the prime the PMO says. And yeah, and Aletha, who's a journalist who is you know friendly to Trudeau, says this is complete BS, and Jenny knows it. They're looking for someone to blame for a bad week. The government is providing a labor tax credit to employees. It's indirect and applies broadly. One of those organizations who has lobbied the most for this is the National Post, Post Media. And so, yeah, they're paying off all the journalists. Joe Warmington is pointing out Bruce Anderson. Bruce Anderson says, this was a car crash of a scrum for Mr. Polyev. The fact that Andrew Scheer saw it as a good outing for his leader says a lot about his feel for Canadians. And this is the this is the one where Polyev takes the reporter to town for asking about is it responsible to call this terrorism? He said, I'm just citing media reports, you idiot, right? And so now they're trying to say, this is terrible. I can't believe the scrum that, you know, that they think this is a good thing that re- represents what Canadians think. It is. And Joe Warmington says, only Justin Trudeau's payroll is talking about how bad of a scrum that is. Everybody else is talking about, yeah, it's pretty accurate, actually. Pretty accurate. Here's Candace Malcolm. She says, partisan liberals on the government payroll coordinating an attack against Pierre Polyev. And yeah, so these guys were on Rosie Barton's show. True North is reporting. When asked about Polyev's confrontation with the Canadian press reporter, the Toronto Star columnist and CBC panelist Chantal Hebert calls Polyev an intellectual bully. Ah, how dare you be so smart, you intellectual bully, you, right? intellectual bully. And I've already read this one. Here's the wanted poster again, just for fun. And Peter Mansbridge says, after weeks of scrutiny, Trudeau got a break this week. Polyev found his actions under the microscope. And to many, it didn't look good. Yeah, right. To many. Who? Name them. Name them. Yeah, right. Um, here's Canada, Canada Proud. And this is a move that indicates possibly an election on the horizon. Well, the attacks against Polyev indicate an election on the horizon as well. But this is interesting. When, when you change your communicator like your um, communications manager out, indicating of an election. For sure, things are interesting there. And Canada Proud is reporting, Trudeau's officially in panic mode. Do you think that this move will help him resonate with Canadians? This is Max, Max V, a marketing and branding specialist who was just hired by Justin Trudeau and his next director of communications. Um, he is the founder of the now defunct marketing firm, Youthography, which was considered a leader in helping corporations market their products to children and young adults. Didn't work, I guess. The new hire comes in a moment of desperation for Trudeau, despite having ridden a wave of popularity among young voters. To power in 2015, the Trudeau Liberals now poll thir- in third place with voters under 30. And the Liberals are not, tr- are not trailing with young Canadians by a small margin. One poll found Trudeau polling at just 16% with voters under 30, far behind the NDP at 31 and the Conservatives at 39. The NDP are appealing to the communists in the, in the young generation, I think. As you... As young Canadians face higher inflation, unaffordable housing market, and crushing taxes imposed by the Trudeau Liberals, a new communication strategy is unlikely to improve their feeling, their f- fledging, their falling poll numbers. In fact, many people have suggested that the Trudeau Liberals are too focused on communications and not focused enough on delivering for Canadians. Yeah, yep. It's all communications. It's all flash and bang. Here's Ryan Garrison again, Ryan Garrison again, and he says, here's a post from 2021 from Max V, Trudeau's new executive communications director director he just hired. A real leader would deploy the 
the stick on the unvaccinated, just the type of disgusting person Trudeau would approve of. So that's interesting. He said, our, our premier doesn't understand the constitution. Not surprising. He's also unable to make the hard choice. If it might anger his base, many of the unvaccinated reject the carrot. A real leader would deploy the stick. He won't. Wow. Wow. What a communication strategy, right? A communicator and a half. The housing stuff is still being, um, they're distracting from it. They're not actually engaging with the problem which is too much immigration. And Christia Freeland says, instead, they're going to build houses. She says, our economic plan is building more homes faster here in Toronto. Still can't keep up with the immigration. And through our 2023 fall economic statement, we are accelerating construction, cracking down on short-term rentals and making houses more affordable for Canadians across the country. Uh, is that true? I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know. Um, I think that no. And I think that they're not solving the problem. And I think that they are doing everything they can to distract and their poll numbers show how poor they're actually or, or ineffective they are at actually doing that. And the distractions compound, right? And people forget, people forget so quickly. Let's move on. Let's talk about free speech. Contrarian says the EU leaders flying in private jets with their massive motorcades to meet in Canada for one day. Of course, climate change is one of their topics. Trudeau announces $100 billion for the EU Horizons Europe research project. And what details did Trudeau provide? None. None, of course. Do we want to see this? I don't want to see this. I'm not interested in Trudeau's announcement. Here's Ursula van der Leyen. And I believe that's Ursula van der Leyen. I think that's what he says here. Uh, Paul says, Justin Trudeau and European Commissioner President Ursula van der Leyen have launched a digital partnership to cooperate on cyber threats. It will make us more efficient in the fight against crime and terrorism, she says. How much of this digital surveillance will be aimed at regular citizens who disagree with the government rather than actual terrorists and criminals? I seem to remember the Freedom Convoy protesters being labeled as terrorists and also having their bank accounts frozen. I have no reason to trust the Trudeau liberals at this point. Therefore, this digital partnership may not be as advertised. In reality, who actually trusts big government to use digital surveillance responsibly? Not me. I would expect, and I'm disappointed that I have not heard this yet, but I would expect leadership in the CPC to come out against this and say, we would, we'll remove ourselves from this nonsense, but they won't. Why? Because they're on board with it, I think. I, I really do. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong about that, but I think that they're on board with fundamentally the whole uh, 2030 agenda, the UN SDGs, the UN, the WHO, all of that stuff. Polyev is fine with being a manager of Canada f out at the behest of the UN. And that's not great. Um, so, so here's Vanderlyn talking about free speech and the crackdown on the digital public space. Here we go. Indeed, also today we launched the digital partnership that helps us to strengthen, for example, the semiconductor supply chain, increase our cooperation in artificial intelligence. A lot has been said on that one and to cooperate on cyber threats. Here, the strategic discussion and exchange of knowledge that we have between Canada and the European Union is of utmost importance. And in the same spirit, we have just reached a passenger name record agreement. This is very good news. Many thanks for that. It will make us more efficient in the fight against crime and terrorism. Indeed, Right, passenger name agreement. Hmm, right. I'm sure it'll just be handled on the digital ID. It'll be safe and effective, right? Oh, I've, where have we heard that before? No says newly formed Canada EU digital partnership program to promote digital ID counter disinformation. The disinformation comes from the government. It's coming from inside the house, right? We're not being propagandized disinformation from citizens who are scouring the internet or X all day looking for, you know, morsels of truth. 
That's not what's happening. The government is saying, take this uh, experimental jab and it's safe and effective 100% at doing harm. But they meant they didn't mention the doing harm part, right? You know, there's all sorts of problems with what the government is saying. And the issues are we're not allowed to push back. Let's talk about Canada's obsession with Ukraine. I mean, I couldn't, I don't know why they're so obsessed with Ukraine. It's like they've got a monetary stake in it or something like that. I don't know how, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, Post-millennial reports, Trudeau blames the rise of right-wing American mega-influenced thinking for why there's dwindling support for Ukraine among conservatives. <laughs> that Donald Trump's to blame and Stephen Harper too. Here's Trudeau, sorry. Um, Canada has been one of those countries. Oh, that's a little fast, a little fast. Here we go. Um, Canada has been one of those countries that has been the most steadfast with Ukraine. In my many conversations with Ursula about the sanctions we've brought in together, the military support, the financial support that we've had over the years, every step of the way, I've stood up and said, Canada will be there with everything it takes for as long as it takes to support Ukraine. And I've actually boasted to her and to others that it's not a political debate in Canada. All parties in Canada stand with Ukraine. So it is particularly troubling to see, even though we are seeing a rise of right-wing rhetoric in the United States with MAGA conservatives, uh, across Europe in certain corners of right-wing politicians and parties starting to pull their support for Ukraine, starting to parrot Russian disinformation and misinformation and propaganda, that suddenly the Conservative Party of Canada would choose to not stand with Ukraine in something that they need, that the Ukraine is asked for. And to use the frankly... It's a different country, right? Like, what if, what if a different country asked for something and, then, and we were not willing to give it? How dare you? How dare you? It's beyond the pale. Melanie Jolie... It's the same thing. She's responding to the Kiev Independent. Trudeau conservative. It says Trudeau conservatives rival abandoning conservative rival rival abandoning Ukraine and under Trump's influence. <laughs> Unbelievable. Melanie Jolie says since the start of Russia's invasion, Canada has been a close friend and ally of Ukraine. But this week, Pierre Polyev and the conservatives turned their back on Ukrainians and supported Russia by voting against the Ukraine Fair Trade Agreement. So they're tying they're trying to tie him to Trump through his lack of support for Ukraine. And I'll show you at the end of this series that, that Mr. Polyev is trying to support Ukraine through the Holodomer thing, which is, I mean, you know, pandering in a different way. So that's funny. Here's Mark Gerritsen. He says, liberals will always stand with Ukraine. I don't think he understands how much of a cell phone this is. Here is a whole bunch of liberals saying, Canada? What Canada? It has become clear that far-right American politics have fully taken over the Conservative Party of Canada. The leader of the opposition talks about fighting for freedom in Canada when we live in the freest country in the world. It is clear that the Conservative Party under this leader does not support Ukraine. It is regrettable that on a matter of international urgency, the Conservatives have chosen to prioritize populist politics over standing in solidarity with our ally, Ukraine, as they are under siege. I am profoundly disappointed that the leader of the opposition has forced his conservative caucus to betray the people of Ukraine. The leader of the official opposition is, and his MPs are simply not worth the risk. It is incomprehensible. Not worth the cost, not worth the risk. They're, they're, 
cannibalizing his phrases, right? And they're standing around saying, I can't believe it's incomprehensible, she says. What's incomprehensible? I bet it's not about Canada. That the federal conservatives voted against the updated Canada-Ukraine free trade agreement. The conservatives have chosen to be... I was surprised that she used the word Canada in that one, honestly, really. So there's a whole two minutes of that. Here's Dan McTeague and Adam Van Kay is saying, Canadians used, used to look at conservative MP Michael Chong for leadership on important issues like climate change and foreign affairs. Now he's using climate change denialism to justify their shameful vote against the Canada-Ukraine free trade agreement. So that's pretty funny. And Dan says, dear town of Milton voters, here's your MP when not inviting or when not living... Well, when not living in Milton or using expellatives to those he disagrees with, like swearing at constituents, he spends his time cobbling tweets from his downtown Toronto condo assailing MPs who have more integrity than he will ever have. Feel embarrassed? Yes. Or them. <laughs> Brian Lilly says, sure, nothing about the carbon tax in the Canada-Ukraine free trade deal other than section 1310.8. H, promote carbon pricing and measures to mitigate carbon leakage risks. That and a few other sections, but go on and tell me it's not there. Right. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch going on that people can't see. Here's Pierre Polyev. And he says, today we remember the victims and honor the survivors of socialist dictator Stalin's brutal holodomer genocide against the Ukrainian people. And so here he's in 1932, socialist dictator Joseph Stalin began his genocide against the people of Ukraine. Using hunger as a weapon, Stalin dispatched his communist forces to seize all grain and livestock from farmers. Millions of innocent men, women, and children were starved. Today, we remember the victims of Holodomor. We grieve the generations that were stolen from the world and honor the survivors. Their resilience allowed the Ukrainian people to overcome the horrors of the 20th century. And it, it is this same resilience that we see in Ukraine. And then after that happened, we aligned with Stalin to win against Hitler in the Second World War. Huh, that history seems a little off, doesn't it? Seems a little weird. Right? Hey, hey, Stalin, we hear that you killed those, all those people. You want to work with us to stop this other guy? <laughs> um, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thanks very much for watching. This is just a short version of a longer show. If you'd like to get the whole show, you can go over to CanadaPoly.com and sign up for a subscription. Just look in the drop-down tab for Shop and Donate and look for subscriptions, and you'll get immediate access to the full show. Love to see you. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful.